Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the, the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. And listen to me. This is the Fantasy Football Best Friends Forever show. Start listening to us or suffer the consequences. And with that, welcome inside Studio 34. This is the VFS. I am Greg Sussman. And would you look at that? Here I am in studio, surrounded by all my helmets, on a day that Josh Donaldson has signed... And there's no Frank Stanford to talk about it. Isn't it amazing? On Monday, you didn't have me. Yesterday, I was at the Meadowlands. Frank held it down here. And here we are, day three. No Frank. Isn't it amazing? Now, for those that think, hey, Josh Donaldson signed. So is it possible, Greg, that you may have murdered your best friend so you didn't have to talk baseball? No. For those of you that may have been thinking that, I did not do that. All I know is Frank just 
happens not to be in this room right now. But a promise is a promise, and I'm a man of my word, if nothing else. We said that once Josh Donaldson signed, we were allowed to talk about baseball. Because tomorrow, Virginia Zakis will join us from Inside Injuries. We'll get you ready with some NBA stuff, some... Um, Stuff for conference championship weekend, of course. Friday, wall to wall coverage of the conference championships. Of course, spoiler alert, I won't be here then. So maybe tomorrow we'll get a full show of your BFFs. But some Friday, obviously, wall to wall coverage of the NFL conference championship games. Thursday, Virginia Zakis, and it'll be a hodgepodge of stuff, kind of what you saw yesterday. But today on the show, it's the start of baseball season. Obviously, FSGA out there in Vegas right now having the FSGA draft. So that is underway. Uh, you don't, don't, don't think Frank wasn't following that all night long last night. I'm sitting there watching Jeopardy. Uh, I'm not going to tell you who won in case you haven't watched it, but it was a fantastic GOAT tournament. I'm watching Jeopardy, and there comes the text from Frank, from Sandro downstairs, from Window Will, who's in on it now, that... Josh Donaldson has signed. And I'm just like, oh, God. Next text from Frank. It is a screenshot for me to follow along with the FSGA draft. And I'm just like, man, it's January 15th today. We're just not there. We're just not there yet. So, but I am a man of my word, so we'll talk about it. I'll talk about Alex Cora. We'll talk more about A.J. Hinch, even though we've done that the last couple of days. So, instead of talking about what I want to talk about, we got to talk about baseball. And that begins, no doubt, with Josh Donaldson. Josh Donaldson actually surprised everybody. He signed a four-year deal for $92 million to the Minnesota Twins. Obviously, he has uh, the ability for that contract to go up to $100 million. $84 million over the first four years of the deal plus an $8 million buyout. I thought all along, especially when the Nats made their moves for Starling Castro and they made moves um, for, I guess it's Drupal Carreras there, right? Like They bring all these like mediocre-ish players. And then that was kind of plan B and C. Braves hadn't done anything. Braves were, I believe, holding out hope for Josh Donaldson. They didn't want to go up to this number, and now the 34-year-old moves up to Minnesota in a very, very impressive Minnesota Twins lineup, as you saw last year, as they slugged their way into the postseason. Miguel Sano, who just re-signed for three years, $30 million, you've got to imagine he'll play first base or DH, but Nelson Cruz is there, he can't do that, so you got a lot of big guys in that lineup. you got a lot of bops in that lineup. And I have to imagine that Minnesota offered Josh Donaldson the most money. Listen, at 34 years old, you're always going to take the most money. I mean, let's, talk, uh, let's face it. At 24 years old, you're probably going to take the most money. And that's exactly what Josh Donaldson did. Donaldson was not a guy that Frank and I were in on by any means last year, right? We did not... We avoided him, in, in all honesty. Because we thought he was old. He's coming off injury. What are the Braves doing? And what are you doing investing a fantasy draft selection on Josh Donaldson? Well, obviously we were wrong considering he had 37 home runs and 94 RBI in Atlanta. In Minnesota, where the ball has well, seemingly flied out of there uh, in recent years in, in, in target field, flew out of there, I should say, uh, in target field, it's a good spot. The, the lineup's really good. 
Um, he's back home in the AL. I think the numbers are probably be, going to be consistent. You are worried about the injuries, but he played all last year without uh, without a major injury. So that, obviously, is worth noting. Where does Donaldson fall in third base rankings? You're out of your effing mind if you thought I have third base rankings ready for you. Today, on January 15th. Josh Donaldson, still very much in the mix, still somebody that we're going to have to talk about, still somebody that is worth drafting on draft day because he proved it last year. Not that he hasn't proven it his entire career, but he's proven it now this year or last year, and now he'll be drafted where he should be uh, this year. I'm not going to get it wrong again. We're going to make sure we nail it right. Josh Donaldson goes over to Minnesota and signs with the Twins, a Twins team that obviously made the playoffs last year, played a bit over their heads for Rocco Baldelli, but the Twins lineup in general was very, very good. So, this is unbelievable. Interrupting my show. Right in front of the camera. Right in front of the camera. No care in the world. Look, this this guy knocks crap down. Walks in front of my damn camera. We are here, Greg. We got, you couldn't just and we wait. We're talking baseball. You couldn't wait the forty seconds no, until we were at break. I came in like a wrecking ball. Greg Martinez, by the way, was like, "Oh, Sussman's hosting solo. I'm out." <laughs> Come on, be nice to Greg. Frank's back. We're back, and it's a baseball opening day show. Well, take that bat out. Happy you didn't. <laughs> the baseball show. The BFFs. Damn it. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, daily show correspondent. And we're back with season two because as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You find it. I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey, guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around. I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. Are you calling Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, you... he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with Big Pop. Hey, Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after the 3-0. 
Winner, winner, chicken dinner, homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, the Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton and James Buster Douglas, We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like, he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. When the senators stop playing ball, the Twin Cities got the call. Minnesota joined the American League. With Mealy at the reins, the twins made instant gains. In 65, they had the flag and an MVP. We're talking baseball. Allison and Perry, twins baseball. Twins baseball. Don Mitcher and Mudcat coming through. Is Lenny Melnick walking in the door next? Are you going to knock off all this crap? Wouldn't surprise you walked in the other day. The killer and... Frank Stample, Greg Sussman, <laughs> the BFFs reunited inside Studio 34. I was waiting for you to be stuck in this meeting. It was like me, right? Like, I saw you out there. Yeah. You couldn't get away. You're in this meeting. And I'm like, now he knows how I feel. Precisely, Greg. Yeah. How excited are you to talk baseball? What was the first segment of the show about? Talk about Josh Catch Donaldson. Catch me up. Talk about Josh Donaldson, man. What if I want to talk about Josh Donaldson? Ooh. I thought you weren't happy to talk about baseball, Greg. But I am a man of my word. You made a promise. I made a promise. You said we cannot talk about fantasy baseball until Josh Donaldson signed. Yesterday, Josh Donaldson signed. So here we Four are. Four years, $92 million with the Minnesota Twins. Here we are. The Bumba Squad, some might call him, Greggy. They're about to get a lot more Bumbas. They are, man. A lot of bumbas yeah. from Josh Donaldson. Post the 40 bumbas. And now he's healthy, right? Being healthy. We hope. Now, I said this before, before you got in. And that was the fact that like, you and I could not have been more off of this guy last year. He was hurt. For sure. We, had, we wanted nothing to do with him. Has that changed for you? Like, obviously, he was much better. So, yes, like, we're higher than, on him than we were last year. We wanted nothing to do with him. Yep. But he's still 34 years old. Still an injury-riddled couple of years. Are you... Still going to be more out than the majority of people? No, I think I'm You're somewhat totally back, back in. I'm not all the way back in. I'm somewhat back in on Josh Donaldson. And I think you have to treat Josh Donaldson similar to Steven Strasburg, right? Strasburg, someone who has been injured annually, year in and year out. What happens in a contract year? He manages to stay healthy and put up a massive season. 
Same thing goes for Josh Donaldson. Although it was a one-year contract, he had a contract year the year before, he was truly hurt in 2018. So he comes back, he's healthy last year with the Atlanta Braves, and he puts up this monster season, Greg, where you know he hits 259, he's got a 900 OPS, 37 home runs, 190 RBI plus runs scored. How can you deny that type of production? Of course you can. I mean, it happened. It's yep. there. It's real. And there are underlying numbers, the, the hard Support hit it. rates, yep. the exit velocity, yep. the stat cast numbers. Everything supports that Josh Donaldson was amazing last year and that he's back and that he's real and that when he is healthy, he can perform. And now he joins one of the best lineups in baseball in the Minnesota Twins. So I don't see how you can look at everything that has happened and say that you are not at least somewhat back in on Josh Donaldson. That's, what, that's exactly what I said. Like, There's no way we could get as out as we were last year. But, and I also said it's January 15th. There's no way I have third base rankings. But like, I do not have third base rankings either. I'm so proud of you. I'm, I'm, I'm slowly rounding out my top 20 starting pitchers, Greg. <laughs> you told me this yesterday. I was like, oh, it's not a big deal. You got like a month. I was texting Window Will. He asked me if I was looking up Vladimir Guerrero's hard hit rate last night. I was like, no, I'm Were currently you? looking at Chris Paddock's spin rate on his curveball. Dude. When Donaldson signed, you texted me. Sandra texted me. You were so Wendell pissed. Greg was me. actually pissed. He did not want to talk baseball today. I could not believe it. And the only way that I thought to make Greg more excited to talk baseball was <laughs> to play the song. Oh, no. We're talking so baseball. I you were oh, not, what was it then, Greg? You wound up just like sending me the FSGA <laughs> draft. <laughs> Wait, you didn't like, like that? Greg? I'm like, this is what he thinks. You don't want to see what I'm the watching, experts are doing? I'm watching Jeopardy. And you're sending me the What's draft. That? What's that? Do, 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 do. I admittedly haven't watched a single second of you. Jeopardy. It was the greatest of all time tournament. No, it's fine. I understand why people are watching it. I haven't watched Jeopardy since I bartended back in, I don't know, 2010, 2011? Back in my day. Back in my day. But anyway, we don't have to talk about Jeopardy. We talk about baseball. What, do you, what did you want to talk about, Frank? Well, I wanted, I wanted to talk about Josh Donaldson yeah, and how did that. deep the third base Check position is. How do I know? I don't have rankings. Well, I could give you ADP. No! Greg, if you had to guess, amongst the third baseman, where is Josh Donaldson being drafted off the board? Like, what number third baseman is he off the board this year? I'll use NFBC ADP in the month of January. I appreciate that. It's obviously very relevant. Yeah, of course. It's recent. Might you draft the first pick? What number would you say? We'll talk about that in a few moments. Um, what number would I say without looking at it? Josh Donaldson is a top 10 third baseman. I will say that. No. Really? No. Okay. All right. Cool. What's your next guess? Uh, he is a top 12 third baseman? No. He's top 16? Yes. He is number 16 at the position, Greg. That seems low. There are 16 running backs. Uh, 16 running backs. <laughs> there you go. I want to talk football. You're not ready for baseball Party and slip. There are 16 third basemen being drafted in the first 105 picks in the NFBC right now. Should I try to guess them? Is that too boring? <laughs> I do it? It's kind of fun. All right, cool. All right, let's go. All right, uh, Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant is number six. All right! You got it. one. I got, I got one. I got one. I got one. Alex Bregman. Alex Bregman is number one. He's yeah. going off the board at 9.29. Manny Machado. Manny Machado is number nine. He's going off the board at 63. Potentially good value. Hmm. Very good value. This is a weird one. Should I say this one? That's crazy. DJ LeMahieu? DJ LeMahieu is going off the board as the 10th third baseman off the board at pick 63.9, one pick behind Manny Machado. I'd rather have Josh Donaldson. DJ LeMahieu. Is that nuts? Is that a, is that a, is that a full statement? 
Depends what you need at that point in the draft. Oh, Greg. Come on! If you need batting average, you're gonna Don't take two. Do eight. that. You've got four third basemen, Greg. I got a lot. Yeah, you got go. eleven other ones. Yeah, eleven other ones. Yeah, hold on. Take my time. Rafi Devers. Rafi Devers is the fifth third baseman off the board. He's going inside the top twenty-five picks. He's a second-round pick this year. That seems good. Is uh, Vlad? Vladimir Guerrero Jr., the seventh third baseman off the board, going off at pick fifty-six. Potentially good value. It is potentially good value. Absolutely. Um, who else is there? You got six I'm, out of 15. Frank, I haven't looked at baseball in six months. I mean, you still know who the third basemen are in the I, league, I, got, I think. I, 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 well, Anthony Rendon. <laughs> Anthony Rendon. He's the fourth third baseman off the board, pick 20. I'm doing well. Yeah, you're doing great. I'm doing fine. Aren't I? Doing all, right. all right, do you want me to just name them at Not this really. I'm having, <laughs> I'm having a nice time, being honest with you. I'm having a nice time. You're going slowly. I'm having fun. Is that what matters? Sure. I feel like you're angry now. <laughs> I'm not angry. Um... Nolan Arenado. Nolan Arenado. Pick 13. Arenado. I love him so much. Are you going to love him when he's in a St. Louis Cardinals uniform? Yes. Probably not. I will definitely love him in a St. Louis Cardinals. Let's talk about that. I I, I promise you I'm going to love him. You just tell me the rest. All right, so the rest of the third baseman that you've missed. Alex Bregman, Nolan Arenado, Jose Ramirez. Back from the dead, Greg. Undertaker gif. What number? Jose Ramirez. He's the third third baseman off the board at pick 18, an early second round pick. Why? In fantasy baseball, because he had a monster second half. I understand. Started like, hitting home runs and continues to steal bases. People see 30-30 upside. And aren't you like, Jose Ramirez. Aren't you a little nervous about that? You mentioned Chris Bryant, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. A. Eugenio Suarez picks 61. He's the eighth third baseman off the board. Yoan Moncada picks 67, the 11th third baseman off the board. Max Muncy has third base eligibility, picks 77. Jeff McNeil, Greg. It's pick 86 as of now. He's the 13th third baseman off the board. I thought about him and I didn't even say him. Matt Chapman, pick 86. You love Matt Chapman. The 14th third baseman off the board. Then you get to Mike Moustakis, who is rapidly moving up draft. What about him too? Second and third base eligibility, pick 101. And then you get to Josh Donaldson. Third base is a deep position. I like Donaldson. It's good And then there are other third basemen even going after him. Justin Turner's going outside the top 23rd so baseman. So I knew that because I had crazy. read about Turner recently? That's ridiculous. It's just crazy. You have Eduardo Escobar, Yuli Gurriel, who has third base eligibility, Tommy Edmond, Miguel Sano. Oh, Miguel Sano. You know I love Miguel Sano, Greg. Ugh. Scott Kingery, J.D. Davis. And then you kind of... I, I do like Hunter Dozier. I think he's interesting. But Josh Donaldson, I mean, that just proves the depth at the third base position this year. And like I said earlier, I think based on the stat cast numbers, what? the underlying metrics that we have from Josh Donaldson... The real metrics, the 5x5 five five numbers that he put up last year, the rotisserie numbers that Josh Donaldson put up, he was great. Again, 900 OPS, 37 home runs, 190 RBI plus runs scored. Plate discipline is still great. A 15% walk rate, 47.5% hard hit rate, eighth in baseball last year. Yeah. The average exit velocity is great. Seventh in all of baseball. He's 17th in barrels per plate appearance. Yeah. What more can you ask for? Josh Donaldson is a, I think he's a very Again. solid pick where he's going right now at a really deep position at third base. I think when we come back, Greg, we should talk about how this affects Miguel Sano. A lot of people speculating he's going to move over to first base. He will have to. Have to. He's under a three-year, $30 million extension. I'd like to just talk about the Twins in general. Nelson Cruz. The age every day. Once again, a great value. What's the difference between Nelson Cruz and Jordan Alvarez besides like 20 years? <laughs> I got a lot more to talk about with baseball too. Stick around. 
NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two because, as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I, I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you get your podcast. You find it. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey, guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around. I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. You call Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, you... he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with big top. The Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after 3-0 in a winner chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton, and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. The stadium was built by Ruth. The Iron Horse was in his youth. The Yankees lineup was How are you in this game? 
Then after Huggins reigns. Winning the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire, then talk your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel. And DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros. DailyRoto.com optimizer with the most accurate projections in NBA DFS. Plus, a lot of alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and so much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with the promo code DUNK. DailyRoto.com slash DUNK to learn more. DailyRoto.com slash DUNK. DailyRoto.com. The Clipper and the Mick. Where millionaires are made. The Clipper and the Mick, Greg. Are you ready to talk about the Clipper and the Mick? <laughs> I knew you would love those. Did you do this show with somebody else? You want to talk baseball? I don't want to talk twins anymore. Can we move on? What do you want to move on to? I got, I got questions. About what? About Miguel Sano? About how great he is? No. I love Miguel Sano. Why can't we talk about Miguel Sano? Miguel Sano is like probably going like 400th. No, he's not. 130th. He's actually yeah, he's being, he's going a lot higher than I, than I wish he was. He's overdrafted year. to me. Oh, stop. Well, let me ask you this, Greg. What's the difference between Nelson Cruz and Jordan Alvarez? B- 20 years. Besides their age. Seriously, though. Um, on the surface, probably nothing. Like, probably Nelson Cruz is going at pick 90. He locks up your utility. Mm-hmm. Jordan Alvarez is going at pick 39. Right. He's going 50 picks earlier. Yep. So, it's the obvious thing, right? And, yeah. I, and you joke about 20 years, but that's what it is. There's always this belief... And I have it myself. There's always this belief that at some point a guy is going to go like this and drop right off the cliff. And we have said that truly for the last five years about Nelson Cruz. Through the entire contract in Seattle, from his year in Baltimore to last year in Minnesota. We said it every single year. He's going to fall off the cliff. And you and I have talked about, you know what? I'm good. I'd rather be a year early than a year late. Don't you think we need a sliver of evidence, though? A sliver. Something. Something that says that it's about to happen. I- At least something. Ideally, of course, yes. There's nothing, Greg. I, I know. There's nothing. I know. I-, I don't have... I can't tell you He's anything. among the league leaders in average exit velocity, hard hit rate. He still hits the ball extremely hard. He was first in MLB in barrels per plate appearance last year. Nelson Cruz, at whatever age he is... 39 years old. Well, that's what he thinks he's, he, think he is. God knows what he really is. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, while we're talking about that, who knows how old Jordan Alvarez is. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Nelson Cruz is 39 years old. He's going to turn 40 on July 1st, Greg. Last year was a fantastic year. His highest uh, average that he had since 2015, he his hit, first year of the highest, Yeah, it was actually one of the highest. His highest batting average since 2010 when he was with the Rangers. He hit 318 that year. Basically, the highest average of his career last year, basically. 311, an OPS over 1,000, mm-hmm. 41 home runs in 120 games, 108 RBI from Nelson Cruz. He plays more games. You were on Alvarez or Nelson Cruz. Probably Alvarez. Yeah. Although, when they go to NL ballparks, how are they going to get him in the lineup? You can say the same thing with Nelson Cruz. No, it's right. I mean, similar. <laughs> <laughs> Same exact thing. You got a lot of me. Put him in the outfield. What yeah, and obviously Nelson Cruz missed some time last year, but he still put up 41 home runs in 120 games. Factor in the juice ball. Look at what he did years before that. I mean, the guy yeah, has had at least 37 thing. home runs for six seasons in a row. Yeah. So that's one thing so far that is really standing out, out to me. Walks I, a lot. I obviously want exposure to this Twins lineup. You want exposure to great lineups. I'm going to be back on Jorge Polanco this year, assuming that the price is okay. I haven't really looked at his price yet. But... You want exposure to good lineups. And Nelson Cruz is one of those. That seems fair Are you back in on Eddie Rosario? Where's he going? 96th. Yeah. Seems a little high. 
I mean, if that's the case, you know, I'll take Nelson Cruz five picks earlier. Yeah. Nelson Cruz is going to be better than Eddie Rosario, but you lock up your utility. In an auction, how much do you pay for Nelson Cruz? I'm going to do this for every player, just so you know. I want to be prepared. I mean, Greg, I don't even have rankings here. You're going to ask me auction values? I want to be prepared. (laughs) I don't have auction values for you yet. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, Nelson Cruz, 22 bucks? 20 bucks? Seems high. 22? I'm not going over 20. A 15 teamer? I'm not going over 20. Say that right now. Sure. Gosh, I'm excited. So you already dream. You gotta stop dreaming about Dude. sports grid every night. You gotta start dreaming about what we're gonna do in this auction every night. I hope I don't dream about sports grid tonight. I had trouble. <laughs> I, I, I literally I had trouble sleeping last night. I couldn't fall asleep. Yeah. Then I woke up at four thirty and just like a panic. To be honest with you, did my text about Rob Van Dam help you when you woke up? You know what? So I, I saw your text at four thirty. You texted me about twelve fifteen. What is going on in wrestling? And I, I saw your text and I'm like, oh my god, what could this be about? It's obviously work related. Like, oh no. Quite the opposite. I was too nervous to read it at 4.30, so I didn't. I'm just going to go back to sleep, deal with it in the morning. So then I woke up to a text at 6.08 from Cardano about something that was wrong here. I was like, is this a dream? Nope. Okay, that's real. Cardano's definitely not texting you about Rob Van Dam. Nope. So then I looked at yours, and then I laughed. All right. I'm happy I can <laughs> cheer you up in the morning. So I actually, I saw that, I saw like an earlier version of that clip, I guess earlier last night. Yeah. Like, For those who don't know what we're talking about. I've ever seen. Former WWE superstar Rob Van Dam, now with Impact Wrestling. He's got to be like, what, 45? He's, he's old. He's very old. He looks yeah. so old. He looks very old. And on so many drugs. He had a promo on Impact Wrestling, or maybe it was just for social media, with like women. He's 49. Just crawling all over him in a bed. Rob Van Dam. So basically, how the, so the storyline <laughs> is on Impact. Our, our, and, he was, and he's wearing nothing but a robe. Our and old one friends. of the women said, maybe I should call you Robe Van Dam. So... It, it, RVD was married for 20 years uh, to his wife, Sonia. And basically, he returned to Impact as a heel. And essentially that he, I don't know if it's like real or not. Yeah. Like he's dating two women, neither of whom are like good looking. No, they're not. They're like very bad looking. <laughs> um, and they're, it's like sex crazed, essentially. Yeah. And they did like these crazy. Like, it was weird. He's like a Hugh Hefner, basically. That's what he's kind of doing. Uh, yeah, right sure. Now. It's weird. It's playing like a Hugh Hefner role. Essentially, yes. If you have Instagram, go on to Impact Wrestling and check it out. I guess so. Can I interest you in Nelson Cruz, Greg? I'm interested in Nelson Cruz. I mean, I'm interested in Nelson Cruz. More than Jordan Alvarez at his price? At pick 39? So, this is going to be the year that I lock up my utility with a util-only player. 100%. Nelson Cruz, crazy value. The other one, this is insane. Insane, Greg. Guess where Chris Davis with a K is being drafted this year? Is 247 himself? Oh, come on. Not that far, Greg. Come on. No, it's his batting average. 247 forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying not going 247. He's going 178. I wouldn't think he'd be 247. That was his batting average. Oh. Mr. 247 batting average. Oh, I thought you said, oh, 247. No. Like, that's where he's going. He's going 178. He was a fourth-round pick last year. That seems very silly. He's going 178. He was playing hurt. He ran into the, the barricade at, like, Safeco Field. Or I think it's, like... Still Safeco? Probably still, not. I think it is still Safeco. I think it's something else now. Really? But he ran into the barricade. He like, hurt his hip. He was never the same. There's a guy who year in and year out hits 40 home runs. And 247. And 247. Last year hit much lower than that. Did, not, did not hit over 40 home runs. 23. And now you're getting juice him ball at error. 178. Maybe it's because it's a juice ball error and he only had 23 home runs. And I know you have an excuse for it. I'm yeah. just saying maybe no, that's why. he's hurt. Yeah. yeah, he's nowhere near 100%. He's trying to play through injury. This is a year I'm going to lock up my util with one of these players, for sure. Does that mean I'm locking my util with one of them? Sounds yes. Like 
If we're sharing a team, yes. We know we're sharing a team. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe I'll kick you off the team before then. Why do you have control? <laughs> Why do you have control of the team? Because I drafted all our good players last year. Did you? No, nah, I don't. I believe know. I was the one calling it out. Well, you know, I I was the only one who set waivers for basically the final four months of the season, Greg. Yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> that's a fact. For sure. So maybe I have more say in who we uh, who we bid on this year. Yeah, you have more say. Maybe in I'll be the one calling, uh, oh, calling no, no, out no, the numbers. I'm out. <laughs> you do that, I'm out. I've got to let you call out the numbers. That's my job. Well, at least call out the numbers for the players I like when I'm in the bathroom. I did, but I got nervous because we had a budget set. I didn't want to get you mad. Frank gets so mad at me. Maybe I should not drink so much this year during the auction. Just eat. That you might could, be my goal. You could drink, just eat. Maybe. Maybe March, you could eat bread. Have some mott sticks. Motsy sticks. Didn't we have that last year? I think we shared some Motsi sticks. We did? I, think so. I don't think you ate anything. But the thing is, I only ate two Motsi sticks, and I drank like eight Bud Lights. Well, here's the thing. I think it's like $40 all you could drink this year or something like oh, that. Oh, gosh. I know. This is a disadvantage for people who like to drink. Why can't you just... We'll be, we'll be prepared, just like we were last year. We'll get excited. Just let yeah. me bid. All right. All right. Cool. Can I move on? What else do you want to move on? Ask me your questions to the best of my ability because, mind you, I am still diving in myself. Let me ask you. I, I've barely made it past 20 starting pitchers, but I do have a pulse of what is going on in drafts right now. Okay, ready? Yes. Where's Nick's, Nick Castellanos going to sign? Where's Nick Castellanos going to sign? I think he's going to sign with the Texas Rangers. Ah, all right. Makes sense. Which, look, if that does anything to the playing time of Willie Calhoun, Greg, I will lose my effing mind. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes, that's exactly the word okay. that I was thinking of. The problem is everyone else is in on Willie Calhoun this year, too. Everyone's back. 163 ADP. Eh, it's a little hot. Everyone's back. Like, you're making me choose between Willie Calhoun and Miguel Sano, and I, I don't want to have to make that decision. I don't like Miguel Sano. I love Why do you love Miguel Sano? He's amazing, Greg. No, no, no. Greg, everybody has those guys. Who is your guy? Who is a Greg guy that you have to have him every single year? That no matter how much you want to quit him, you can't. Miguel Sano is that guy for me. Justin Upton is that guy for me. Now, this year, I might finally be off Justin Upton. So I think he's going super late, too. You know who that guy from me is? Justin Upton's 237. You get him for nothing. You know who that guy is Miguel Sano is one of those guys. That's the question. Who's your guy? Cole Hamels. Cole Hamels is my guy. All right. You can't quit Cole Hamels. Everyone has their guy. When Miguel Sano was coming up, I stashed him in every league possible. Uh-huh. And I fell in love with the power potential. And I'm still in love with that power potential. Ah, what, is that, what, was that, what was that second word? What? What was that second word? Potential. Oh. Okay, cool. Well, it wasn't just potential last year, Greg. He did it. Why do you think he's going pick 129? No, I know he did it finally last year. Put it together. Do you think that he'll be... 34 home runs in 380 at-bats. Are you serious? How will playing first base full-time affect him? Because we don't change the position, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't think it will hurt him. I think it's more taxing on your body to actually play third base than it is first base. And by pretty much every defensive metric, Miguel Sano was a terrible third oh, base. Oh, he's... He's a butcher out there. Bad. He's a butcher. So I think moving over to first base, you know, maybe he won't have as many mental lapses. It's not as taxing on your body playing first base as it is third base. I don't see how it could hurt him. He strikes out 36% of the time. A there are a lot of players who strike out around 30% of the time or more. Uh, Joey Gallo does the same thing. Uh, Aaron, Aaron Judge Gallo. strikes out 30% of the time. Guess who had more home runs last year? Aaron Judge or Miguel Sano? Miguel Sano. That's true. You're getting him 110 picks later. So you rather... What? I, I'll take Aaron Judge. <laughs> well, Aaron. yeah, in, in a vacuum, I'd rather have Aaron Judge. Okay, cool. But give me the 110 uh, picks of value on Miguel Sano. Well, I want to drive Aaron Judge. Do whatever you want. Yeah! 
NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two, because as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You find it. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the the deflate gate. Hey, guys, this ball's a little flat. (laughs) Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around. I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. Are you calling Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're saying right now? He's he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with big top. B. The Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after the 3-0 in a winner chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton, and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. The Wiz Kids had won it. Bobby Thompson had done it. 
And Yogi read the comics all the while. So Frank's telling me the wind totals now. That Rock and roll was being born. You're not there yet. Marijuana we would scorn. So down on the this corner, is the, original the national past that went on trial. We're talking baseball. A lot of talking baseball. Frank. Frank, why are you so angry? I thought you were going to get balloons and everything. I thought we were going to liven up the place. True story. Yes. I took out my Barry Bonds jersey last night. Yes. It's on the dresser. Yes. I forgot to bring it to work. Yes. I was going to wear it over my hollered shirt today. Nice. For the show. Right. Because we're talking baseball and yes. I'm excited. Yes. This is the unofficial kickoff of baseball season. Greg. We spent 45 minutes with the Twins. Well, very <laughs> relevant. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, you, you had stuff you want to talk about. So did I. And it starts at the first round for me. Sure. So when you sent me this FSGA draft link last night, I admit, admittedly, I took a gander. I was like, all right, let me see these guys. Let me see how many of them I know. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but when I looked at that, and then I went to the NFBC ADP last night just to see what's, just to get an idea of what's going on. And the NFC ADP does not have Mike Trout going number one overall in the month of January. Is that a surprise to you? No. Do you, if you were the number one overall pick, would you take Mike Trout? That's a, that's a fair question. Okay. As of now, I would probably take Ronald Acuna. Wow. No, it's funny because we spent half the year last year saying, oh, man, if we only took Christian Yelich, yeah. and of course when it was all said and done, Ronald Acuna was better than Christian Yelich. He was fantastic. Everything you wanted out of Acuna, you got it. Five-category player. Correct. There is not a single category that he does not help you in. Correct. I think, I believe, there's a clear top three of Acuna, Trout, and Yelich. I would extend that to four. You think Betts is yeah. without a question the fourth? Some people might extend that to five with Bellinger, but I think once you get into that five range, you can make the argument for the ace starting pitchers as well. Okay. Over Bellinger. Okay. But I think the top four is pretty cemented. Those are without question the top five hitters on the board. Yeah. There's they no are all good, five category contributors. And Bellinger chips in with stolen bases as well. Was, so if you want to include him in that top five, then sure. But I feel but like... they're all five category contributors. I feel like the narrative last year... Was that like Mookie Betts like wasn't as good as people hoped? Is that not? He definitely true? got off to a slow start, one hundred percent. So when he was all said and done, finished with the same amount of home runs as he always does, twenty nine RBIs, same as he had twenty eighteen. You think he had a slow year, Greg? He led the MLB in runs scored. He had one hundred and thirty five. Funny is that it's crazy. Stolen bases were cut in half. Yeah, they were dead. stolen bases were cut in half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why you're going to draft Ronald Acuna ahead of Mookie Betts, essentially. Yeah, for sure. And now Christian Yelich obviously missed the last month of the year. With a broken kneecap, which sounds bad. You have to wonder, like, oh, is he going to steal as much as he did last year? He stole 30, I mean, he, 30, is he going to be the same exact player he was 30 last stolen year? bases in 130 games, 44 home runs in 130 games. If he plays another 30 games, he might be the number one overall pick. But broken kneecap scares the hell out of you, I would think. Yeah. Can you make the case that Yelich should go ahead of either Acuna or Trout? If he's 100% healthy coming into the year and you have no concerns about him running, he's sprinting, everything is good, the knee looks fine, but that's why you I can like, make the argument for him over Trout. Yes. So that's why I kind of made the case for you. I think there's a clear top three, right? Yelich, Acuna, and Trout in some order. I look at Mookie Betts. Yeah. Like, those stolen bases were literally cut in half. 15 stolen bases, 16 stolen bases. The other guys are all true 30-30 guys, if not more, right? So and it wasn't like Betts well, is... Trout only stole 10 bases last year, too. 11 bases. Oh, that's interesting too. Yeah. I didn't realize. So that. that's why Acuna gets the nod ahead of him. So why more stolen he, bases for Acuna. So why doesn't Yelich get the nod ahead of him? People are worried about the knee. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I, 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 was, I brought it up. So, yeah, of course it makes sense. You're worried about the knee, you want to see him. I understand. We have no idea because he's going to come back healthy in the spring training. If he does, maybe he jumps Trout, like you said. Trout is really good at baseball. So I'm looking up Mookie Betts' stat cast sprint speed just to see if like he got slower, legitimately slower or yeah. if there's anything to worry about. And he's getting a little bit older. He's still in the prime of his career. He's 27 years old. So I don't think that that's a big concern. No or issue. Okay. Last year, uh, you know, he actually doesn't ever rank high in terms of sprint speed. So last year, he was uh, 27.9 feet per second. He was 173rd in MLB, which at first glance is not good. But the year before, he was 149th. In 2017, he was 171st. The year before that, he was 159th. So he doesn't really ever rank highly in terms of sprint speed. We know stolen bases are fickle, Greg. They're, they're more about motivation than anything. So many people can steal bases. It's just picking your spots. Do you want to do it? Is that part of team philosophy? There are a lot of players that can steal more bases than they do. It's just, what if their team doesn't want them to run? So I think Mookie Betts is going to be pretty safe for at least 15 to 20 stolen bases, if not more. Okay, so he gets back to it. Yep. You're buying, you're buying the bounce back. Well, it would be interesting to see. If I had the fourth pick and he was the top player available, I would take Mookie Betts hands down. It'll be interesting to see who the manager there is in Boston because since we last signed off the air, Alex Cora is no longer the manager of the Boston Red Sox. Can we, uh, can we hit the trash can downstairs? Well, Whenever we talk about anything regarding the trash can, I want to huh. hit the trash can. I want to make the trash can part of the... Part of the uh, that was the trash can sound? Go again. Uh-huh. Wait. Uh-huh. I heard boom, it. Boom. We got to do better than that. Make it louder? No, because we mostly just hear a crowd. You want a trash can? Let's like bang a trash can. Oh, well, I actually, no, that's exact audio from the game. It's no, real I know, audio. No, I know. <laughs> we want to make a little jingle. Apparently, this is from the cartoon Doug. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> I, don't rem- I didn't remember it. I, I remember the show. Bang it on a trash can. <laughs> Oh my god, you didn't know that one? <laughs> no, I remember Doug. I don't remember that song. Though. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's a very bizarre thing. Bang on a trash can. Uh, I'd rather just. You know what I'd rather do? Alex Corey, you got a lot of time to bang on a trash can. I'd rather. I'd rather just like hear like that clip. Banging on a trash can. Sure. I wanted to work sound, the trash can into just, the it'll, show. It'll just sound better. So we could always just play that clip, Danny. Banging on a trash can. That'd be perfect. And it starts it with the yeah with the bang bang. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Did you see yesterday it was like Fox in Philly had a trash can as a guest on their show? No. And they had like a voiceover for the trash can? That's very funny. They just like had him, they had a trash can sitting in a chair. It's very funny. <laughs> it's wild. What's your next question regarding the first round, Greg? All right, so that was obviously, so that was a big question about the top four. Because I look at it, fine. Top three, you want to talk movie bets? Okay, we'll get into that. I'll look at it. But I always got the manager. Would that change anything now that Alex Cora is not there? Remember, that was, that was the question that brought up the trash can conversation. Alex Cora is gone in Boston. Klein Bloom's going to hire his own manager. Mm-hmm. Is that going to change the way they play? Potentially. Okay. You know, we can look at if the manager they hire does have previous experience, what he has done in terms of stolen bases. But you also have to a- ask yourself that question when it comes to Mike Matheny, right, with the Royals. When he was with the Cardinals, the Cardinals did not run. Not at all. The Royals are a team that is built on running. So are you worried about with Merrifield? More so Adalberto Mondesi. Why not both? So much of his value is built okay. around stolen bases. Yep. At least you can rely on Whit Merrifield for a good batting average. But yes, these are questions that you have to ask yourself. So it's something that we will consider, look into. 
But I think for the most part, if Mookie Betts is leading off, there's still going to be opportunities where they want him to run this year. I think his floor is what we saw last year in terms of stolen bases. And his upside is what we saw two years ago, 30. Makes sense. Yep. Makes totally makes sense. Yep. That's his range. Okay, fine. So we talked about the top hitters, top four hitters. I want to move on to the pitchers. When Garrett Cole uh, signed with the Yankees, and we celebrated. We, are you banging on a trash can? Celebrate good times. Boom, boom. So Garrett Cole gets a trash can too? Oh. <laughs> um, we Banging on a trash can. I asked aloud. Banging on a trash can. <laughs> I asked aloud if um, Garrett Cole was the first pitcher off the board. And I believe your answer at the time was probably. Maybe. My answer was no. It's Jacob Jake DeGrom. DeGrom. Okay. Yes. That's, and, that's still my answer. NFC has him going back to back. Cole going slightly ahead of Jacob DeGrom. After that, when it comes to pitchers, it's Justin Verlander, new manager, new situation, uh, and then Walker Mueller, and then Max Scherzer. Does that make sense? We haven't, we haven't don't dive into this yet. I don't have a right yeah, The top three for sure makes sense. Some concern over Max Scherzer in the back, in the neck. He's getting older. Got that, you know, Kershaw thing going on, back uh-huh. neck injury. So you got to worry about that. Using so, a draft pick that early on a starting pitcher. I want to have a more of an overarching conversation. Yes. You mentioned Justin Verlander. For him, clear number three, definitely the guy you take third. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Are the Astros in general, are they going to go on this FU tour? Well, to quote Mark Feinstein from yesterday, I don't think anybody knows, to be honest. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a feel thing. I lean towards no. As soon as I saw that come out the other day, I wanted to hammer the Astros win total under 97 and a half. Now that's been taken off basically every sports book. It's not on FanDuel right now. It's not on DraftKings. You you can't bet the Astros win total. It'll probably come out in you know a couple of weeks. They'll adjust once they get a GM. They, it looks like they they are gonna hire Joe Espada as their head coach. We assume as manager. their manager. Um, but I do think that this is going to affect them. I think that everywhere they're gonna go, they're gonna hear things from fans. Not that they didn't already. They're going to ask, be asked more questions. And is there a chance that it affects performance? I think that there is at least a chance. How much do you bake that into ADP? You know, I don't think you let the elite players slip by any means, but there's a chance. There is a 10, 20% chance, whatever it might be, that maybe Alex Bregman's batting average comes down a little bit. His home runs are not there because he doesn't but, know what pitches are coming. But isn't there that percentage chance... Yep. They all these guys and in baseball it's a grind, it's a hundred and sixty two game grind. Sure. Isn't there this this chance where they say, We're gonna prove all the haters wrong, we don't need anything. We just need the guys in this room. We are yeah. good enough to get the job done. And they have that little extra motivation to do it right from the outset in April all the way through October. Yeah, there's definitely a chance that you know, that's the other end of the spectrum. I, I lean towards one end, but if you're on the other end, I, th- I can't argue against I think you. I'm on the other end. That, that's fine. And again, I can't give you a good reason why you shouldn't be. I don't think anybody knows exactly. Am I going to completely fade Alex Bregman and George Springer because of this controversy? No. But I tend to lean towards closer to this is going to affect the Houston Astros a little bit as a whole, as an organization, as a roster from top to bottom. Yes. They're not the same team that they were. They don't have Garrett Cole anymore, obviously. Now he's on the New York Yankees. So, I tend to lean that way. And if you want to go the other way, fine. Maybe, maybe that 
helps motivate you to draft Alex Bregman in the first round, Greg. I don't know. Maybe that helps you bring George Springer up the board. Hell, you were on George Springer last year. I was. I told you to take Yasiel Puig over I, him. I didn't. What an idiot. <laughs> this guy. I got one right. <laughs> I got one right. Proud of you, buddy. Thanks, man. <laughs> um, okay. I'm really interested. I'm really excited. Getting into this a little bit, like it kind of makes me want to like make my own rankings, you know, start. Oh, look at Greg. He's jumping right in. I can't wait until the Monday after the Super Bowl. A full rankings of all the Greg's got, Greg's got his Excel sheet up. He's ready to my go. Color, my colors. He's got his color-coded tiers. Yeah. Who do you think you should go first between Jacob deGrom and Garrett Cole? Off the top of your head, obviously you haven't done research. And I, haven't done any, I haven't done any research. I have it. extensive research on both of these players already. That's my problem. That's why I'm moving so slowly. I'm like deep diving it's every great. starting pitcher. It's great. It, it won't help us in the I draft. I probably have to stop because... It, it won't help us in the draft I'm, at all. At this pace, I'm never going to get through 100 starting pitchers, obviously. I can't deep dive every pitcher. I appreciate all the, the hard work. We can get uh, pitcher list in here to do it for you. That's fine. Our buddy, Nick Pollock. Yeah. Pollock, that's right. Um, my lean, honestly, is Garrett Cole, I think. DeGrom is unbelievable. And I love Jacob DeGrom. But don't you got to go... It's still a fantasy league, not like a peripherals league necessarily. Wins is still a category. And when wins is a category, I'm going to leave with a guy that I think... I mean, so Although close. you can't predict wins. I, of course not. Yep. And everything being so close. ERA, whip, strikeouts, all that stuff. I think Garrett Cole is more The change of she- scenery doesn't worry you? No. I think Garrett Cole... The slightest. I mean, he might allow more home Jacob runs. DeGrom's been in the same place his whole career. Forever. I think Eric Cole gets more strikeouts. I think he gets more wins. That's two out of the standard five categories. Yep. Everything else is really close. I lean Eric Cole. Bye. All right. Three questions. Three minutes. We wrap it up next. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two because, as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I, I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you get your podcast. you find it. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. 
I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey, guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around. I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. You call him Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, you... he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with Big Poppy. The Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after the 3-0. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton, and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. It's so interesting. So Frank and I are sitting here doing this. And we're talking roster construction already. We're talking baseball. We're talking roster construction already. How is we try to learn every year? We try to learn. I know you want to get to your bets, and I'll, I'll let you do it. But we just try. We don't have to get to them today. They're not going anywhere. They're <laughs> season win totals. We just we we just try to learn. And last year, like my holy, I learned everybody's always looking for pitching. Like you would always sell a pitcher to somebody for a hitter. Always. So I'm going to go with pitching as pitching heavy as humanly possible. So I wonder, like, does that translate to the auction that we have or uh, the NFBC that you're doing, the main event, or your home league or anybody's home leagues that's watching, right? Like, do you go pitching heavy and then figure it out? And to me, the reason I almost lean toward that way is because in the juice ball era, everybody's going to hit home runs. Everybody. But not everyone's going to give you batting average. No. Not everyone's going to give you stolen bases. Isn't that a little bit easier to find? It's easier it's to not. find? No. Those are the hard batting average and stolen bases are the categories you have to attack early in your draft. So that's why you can't just take pitcher, 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 and start with five pitchers in a row in a roto draft because then you set yourself so far behind batting average and stolen bases. The reason why those players go the top four that we just mentioned, Greg, is because they give you batting average and they give you stolen bases. Finding players that can give you both of those categories and don't hurt you in the home runs, RBIs, and runs categories are so hard to find. So That's why they go so early in drafts. I, I get it. 
I understand. So it's more so for Roto. You know, you need to be able to compete in every every category, category in order to do well. You can't. If you want to play a head-to-head categories league, you go punt stolen bases. Doesn't matter. Right. Play a head-to-head points league. You don't need stolen bases. You need pitching. So doesn't like a dude like like Trey Turner sound awesome? Well, he still goes in the top ten picks. Yeah. Despite really, he's never really had that season. You know, where he's put it all together. Exactly. That's why people are still drafting him that high. They still think he has that twenty forty season with. A 300 batting average and 120 runs scored. People are still chasing that Trey Turner season, and it's not out of the range of outcome. And I guess in like the Juice Ball era, Nolan Arenado falls because he doesn't do that fifth category. Well, my question to you then would be, why does Alex Bregman go ahead of him? Because they're very similar players. Well, he shouldn't. That's my answer to you. If Nolan Arenado is still in Colorado. Which he may not be. We'll talk about it more this week. Baseball is back. He's Frank Stample. I'm Greg Sussman. Wager Talk is up next. We'll do it all again tomorrow. We We hope. hope. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story, and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games With Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.